Hello everyone, welcome back to Adoption Adventures. Hope everyone is having a good start to the week. Um, so, <laughs> my, uh, I had a full plan of this episode and I intend to continue with said plan, but I thought I'd uh, let you know how my afternoon slash evening started. Um, <laughs> I was finishing off some work, had a meeting, um, finishing off a bit of work, and then I get a phone call from Little Dude who um, sort of said, hi, how are you? Yeah, all good. You? Yeah. He said, I've uh, got a question for you. Yeah, shoot, why is it? Said, um, you've stopped walking down to meet me from the station. Is there any particular reason for this? I said, uh, no. I said, you haven't been texting me to let me know what train you was getting, but, you know, I was just doing a bit of work and stuff. I said, and I just didn't think that you still wanted me to do that he's like well i do i really like our walks i really like it when we get to catch up on the day and and have our chats and i don't like the fact that it stopped and that felt really nice actually because like i said i'd taken sort of i'd taken a bit of a step back on that because i just assumed it wasn't something that little dude was that bothered about um so it's actually really nice for for him to sort of let me know that he felt that that was missing so that was really quite quite nice um coming back to the original topic that i intended to talk about um within my work i get to work with adults with disabilities um and within that work i've been supporting some college leavers and we've had three college leavers join us lately. And it has been really, really interesting watching their behaviours. Um, now, I know some of you may be sitting there thinking, hey, I signed up for a podcast about adoption. Why are you talking about your work? Trust me, I'm going to link it back. Don't panic. <laughs> so... When each of these three individuals started, and they started on a staggered approach, when each of them started, they each joined and kind of um, kind of started with, I'm going to call it peacocking, um, where they had to bristle their feathers and puff out their chests and let everyone know that they were there and they were super cool and, you know, they, they were a force to be reckoned with. And each week you, you sort of work on getting, getting more of an attachment with them and building that relationship. And then just slowly but surely letting those feathers just calm down. Um, and that work has been really interesting, fascinating to see. And you hit quite a few brick walls and quite a few um, friction points. And with the first one, um, actually the relationship grew really, really quickly. He, um, he was really eager to please, really wanted to build that relationship very, very quickly with some trusted adults and wanted to be an adult. So that was a really, that was a quick win. The next one we found was getting super lethargic and super sort of drained and just not that interested. And if there was a challenge, he was really, really cross with us for challenging behaviors or lack of behaviors um and i i did a little bit of a bit of work with him a little bit of uh, sort of 
a tete-a-tete, as it were, and said, okay, look, you know, all that I'm doing, all the work that I'm doing with you, it's going to really upset you and it's going to really frustrate you because there are so many rules in place. But I promise you that the reason these rules are in place is because of the care that we have for you and because of how well we want you to do. Over the next couple of weeks, we saw he developed really, really well. Um, and he's he's come on leaps and bounds. It's been fantastic. Then we started a new chap. Um, and <laughs> he came in. Um, and he was quite clearly, he's the cool kid of college. Um, he's, he's definitely got that bullshit attitude. And he's sort of struts his stuff around a room and kind of rolls his eyes at adults, you know, because he's too cool to listen to us and yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so my relationship with him started on that point. I then went for a sort of a, a catch-up meeting at the college and they let me know that the first two young people that had joined us were in a really, really tough spot within their school and actually they were in behavioural sort of referral teams um, and that the entire space was really struggling with their development and they were really concerned about what would be next for them. But after just a short few weeks of coming to our service, they were shining and they were doing really, really well. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not doing this as a promo for our work. It's, it is all coming back to adoption. I promise you, promise you, stick with it. Don't skip ahead. So <laughs> um, to, today I was working with Mr. Mr. Cool. And as we started working together, he, he threw out a lot of shade. Um, he, was, he was not happy about listening to anything. And he was kind of sulking off into the corner and huffing and puffing and, and groaning and whatnot and walking off. And we, we put in a couple of different behavioural techniques to kind of manage that. And a lot of the training that I've had within adoption has kind of all fit in and slotted in with, with the work that I do. So it's all really, really cool. Started to sort of engage some of these things and watched him disengage more and more and more and more. And in the end, I thought, you know what? I've tried subtle. It's time to crack this walnut with a mallet um, or a sledgehammer or a tank. <laughs> so so I, uh, I took him aside and said, okay, look, I'm going to give you a final piece of respect here. I'm going to talk to you away from your friends so as not to embarrass you. But if you carry on, I'm going to have to say stuff in front of your friends and that is going to embarrass you and no one will benefit from that. But what I want to know is, what is your problem? What's up? Why are you in such a mood? He then proceeded to give me a variety of comments um it started off with a shrugging obviously i said no that's not good enough talk to me and the best he went don't know okay yeah do you know what i get that i understand that sometimes it's really really hard to understand why we are feeling the way we're feeling or behaving the way we're behaving 
when did you start feeling this way? Let's see if we can work it backwards. Um, he was then like, oh, do you know what? It's just who I am. That is how I behave. And that is what happens. I can't do anything about that. And I said, well, I, I'm afraid I've got to disagree. He then turned around and said, I'm depressed. Now, listeners, I need you to understand, I do not take mental ill health lightly. I take it incredibly serious. And when he said this, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe that that is where he's at. I believe he was angry. I believe he was frustrated. I don't believe he had reached depression level. I didn't belittle his feelings and I wouldn't and I wouldn't say that I know his feelings and depression can can formulate in so many different ways so I'm not saying that's how he felt. I said okay let's say you are depressed. What's causing this? I just want to be an adult. I just want to meet up with my mates and get a job and drive and no one will let me. And he was really, really angry about that. I said, look, I don't think that you're, you know, necessarily taking full moments to understand how you're actually feeling. I said, you might actually be feeling depressed. I said, but what I'm seeing is you're really cross at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and through those conversations, I was able to sort of talk to him and say, you know, where did the term depressed come from? He said, well, that's what my teachers have told me. Again, I'm not in that environment. I don't know how true that is. And I don't know what's led to that conversation. But I said to him, I said, a lot of me feels like you're almost using that language and that behaviour to push back and to stop the adults in your life actually giving you advice and guidance because you think that that's allowing you to have that as a a reason to carry on behaving the way that you're behaving. I said, no, I actually think you need to be challenged on your behaviour because I think that that is how you will change your outcomes. And we had a really good conversation, a really productive conversation. At the end of it, he still didn't like me, uh, <laughs> but he did smile once. So that's uh, one step forward. Now, the reason I'm giving you this huge, long-winded anecdote to get here is it got me thinking about picking of battles. It got me thinking about challenging behaviours. It got me thinking about making excuses for behaviours. And I think it's a real fine line. I know that I have seen certain behaviours in Little Dude and gone, hmm, emotional detective brain on here. I think this could have something to do with a background or sort of like the brain chemistry and things like that. So... I'm going to talk to some of the professionals in the world that are in Little Dude's world and kind of help steer the ship here. There have been times I've seen certain behaviours from Little Dude and I've done the guessing and wondering game. I wonder if you're feeling this way because of X happening at school. I guess 
if I were you and I would have, you know, had that rejection in that class, that would have made me feel like, you know, feel really sad and neglected the game. Um, so I would acknowledge that and work with that. All good. Um, but all the while, there's still the challenge of behaviour and still the challenge of, I understand that you were feeling sad, you were feeling angry, frustrated, but this is still not the behaviour that is okay. This is still not the way that we deal with that and still not the way that we can treat people. You know, that's just not okay. And along the years of being a parent, not necessarily within the world of adoption, but just a parent, I've met a number of parents that have found those moments of going, oh, do you know what? You know, this has happened to them, so it's understandable why they behave that way. And I kind of challenge that thinking. I kind of challenge that thinking and say, mm, is that helping anyone? If we if we constantly sort of sit back and go, yeah, do you know what? Because of these backgrounds, this is the behaviour that we will see. Of course, I understand that that is a part of our world. I genuinely understand that there are going to be things for little dude that he's always going to struggle with. But that doesn't mean that we just accept it. Because we still have to be parents. We still have to have the strength to say, actually, I know that you really struggle with this, but that behaviour just isn't okay. Um, like I say, and I, I genuinely cannot stress this hard, like harshly enough, I know that there are certain behaviours that little dude or your children may exhibit that will always be there regardless of how hard we sort of try to work to overcome those things. I genuinely, I understand that. And I, I really, really hope that that's coming across. And I don't want to belittle any experiences that you're going through. But I do want to stress from my perspective that I've seen a lot of um, people find a find an excuse and then not then follow it up with a way of dealing with it and there are so many different parenting tools out there theraplay um there's something called nvr which is non-violent resistance training i'm going to be hearing a lot more about that um soon in an upcoming episode um there are all kinds of trainings that we we can attend and hear about and and learn from so as we can challenge this behavior and support our children because i think what we always need to keep in our mind is we aren't raising children we're raising young adults our children will only be children for such a short small portion of their lives Sooner or later, they're going to have to be adults and they're going to have to interact with the big bad world. And sadly, the world isn't as accommodating as we are. The world doesn't just stop and go, 
ah, yeah, do you know what? I bet you're someone who's had trauma in your life and therefore you're going through this. Are we more mental health aware now? Yes. Are we where we need to be? No. Will we ever get to the point where everyone who our children interacts with totally understands and gets why some of the behaviours might be there? No. No, I don't think that's ever going to happen. And in many ways, I don't think it can happen because actually it would grind things to a halt in, in certain environments. You, you haven't always got the time to be able to stop and go, right, okay, let's, let's talk through this because life does move quickly. And I think it's our responsibility to kind of say, okay, totally get it. You are struggling. Let's find some coping mechanisms. Let's find some ways to deal with that. And we teach them how to be adults and we teach them how to be adults in the world. They need to fit into society instead of society altering for them because society won't. Society has no intention of changing to make life easier for our children. Does that make our job harder? Sure, yeah. <laughs> is that part of the challenge? Of course it is. Is it worth it? A hundred percent yes. Reverting back to these three young students that have joined us recently, um, the one who joined first who was really eager to please, uh, he has um, sort of emotion cards and they help him to regulate his emotions. And I asked them, asked to see them today and they were sort of like on uh, green, blue and yellow. Um, so the greens are when you're you're calm or you're happy or you, you're just in a, a positive place. Um, yellow was when you were worried, anxious, a bit frustrated. Blue was when, do you know what, you're in a really tough place, you're really struggling at the moment, you can't concentrate, you're angry, you're not frustrated, you're angry, um, you are confused. And on the reverse of these cards were just sort of ways to, um, things to do to get out of that zone, or if you was in the green, to stay in that zone. Um, well, for this young man today, his transport was late, um, and he he was clearly getting really quite anxious about this, quite stressed out that it was late, and he was worried about all of the knock-on effects of him being picked up late. And it was quite interesting, actually, because I got to use his cards with him. And I said, okay, on your yellow card, or on your cards, where would you put yourself? And he pulled out the yellow card and he said, oh, I think I'm this. And he said, frustrated. I said, oh, that's interesting, because I would have pointed to this one, which was anxious. And I then described what anxious felt like for me. And again, he is an eager to please person, so he may have just agreed with me to be agreeable. But as I described, you know, sort of like knots in your stomach, like butterflies in your stomach, your breathing was a little bit hazy you was then going through in your head all of the things that would go wrong and how bad it could be you was only seeing the worst case scenario he's like yeah that 
that is definitely how I'm feeling. I then talked to him around and said, okay, well, you, you are going to be picked up. An adult will be picking you up and I will be staying with you until that happens. It does not matter how long that takes. I will not leave you. You will never be left on your own. Whilst that is happening, your college is organising your transport. So you will be picked up and taken home at the end of it. Yes, you are going to be late home, but you won't be much later than you would be normally. So when you get in, nothing too big would have changed. You can still do your evening routine. And he had his phone in his hand and he kept checking that to check on the time and tell me the time. I said, I think the first step at getting out of the yellow card and into the green card and becoming calm would be to put the phone away and to stop checking it because you will, that will only sort of make it harder. And he listened. We then played a game and he was laughing and he was giggling and when his transport picked him up, he was in a really good place. Someone has put coping mechanisms in place for him. And when those tools were used appropriately, he was able to manage that. He needed help and he needed support to manage that. But if every time he hits the same sort of stumbling block, he's given the exact same sort of method to get from A to B, sooner or later, the hope is he will learn how to get from A to B on his own. He won't necessarily need us to get him there. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say of it's so, so easy. It, it would have been easy for me to go, do you know what? Yeah, you are stressed, but there's nothing I can do about it. Or, yeah, you're stressed, let me get stressed with you. Or, you know, just say, he's stressed and there's nothing I can do. But actually, there was. And I guess that's what I'm saying. I think I think we have to... We have to be sort of creative. We have to have a therapeutic approach to problems. But by doing so, we're giving our children the tools and ammunition to go out and face the world. We're giving them the ability to hit these things head on and actually overcome these challenges themselves. That's that's my hope anyway. Um, and like I say, I know that there's some massive challenges out there and some challenges actually you, you may not be able to overcome. And certainly some you might not be able to overcome yourself on your own. But I think, I think it's important that we challenge behaviours and I think it's important that we work to raise those questions and say, mm, is there more that you could do? Are you pushing yourself to be the best person that you can be? Um, because again, the results are in, the results are clear. If we are putting that effort in, if we are making that work, 
our children will thank us in the end. Um, maybe not in words, but certainly in action. Um, again, I, I hasten to add at the end of this episode, same as last week's episode, these views are my own. Um, this is how I view parenting. This is how we are approaching parenting as a family. Um, you may see it differently. And again, that is so cool. That's fine. Um, and you might be in a situation where you've actually hit a brick wall and you don't know how to to do that. So maybe there are certain behaviours that you're going, do you know what? I, I, I don't think I can manage that one or deal with that one so i'm going to put that to the side and i'm going to deal with these these things instead um i get it i genuinely do and it's important to not pick on every single thing um not pick on every single sort of behavior that you don't like you know like i say pick your battles make sure you're picking on the right behaviors um and some behaviors you do let go because you think well that one's not big enough for me to do the battle today. I haven't got the energy to do that battle because I'm already doing the battle with this, this and this. And that's much more important. Totally get that. And really appreciate that. So again, if you've got um, your own experiences that you'd like to share and you'd like to come on and have a discussion, drop me a line. Um, adoptionadventures123 at gmail.com drop me a line, get in touch and, and we can have a, have a chat about it. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that is my two pennies worth. <laughs> um, thank you as always. You've been amazing. You've listened very well today. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I've got a couple of guests that, um, I'm going to be speaking to. So hopefully I will be, um, sharing those episodes with you soon. Thanks. All. Bye.